My recommendation for everyone who is thinking about how to automate or what needs to simplify the back end of their business is to literally list everything out that you do, that you need to do in a given day, week, month, quarter, however that breaks down for you and your business, because this is going to be very business specific. And anyone who tells you that it's not is just lying to you and trying to sell you something. Hi, I'm Sanira, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a nine-figure business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit a million in revenue. And I'm on a mission to change that because we should all feel empowered enough to run our lives like we're the CEO. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way. Now, I'm sharing it all with you so that you can join us as we discuss the mindset, money, and marketing secrets of the women who have bet big on unconventional paths to their version of success. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Good morning. This is Sanira Madani here at CEO School, and I am so pumped for today's episode because you are in for a treat. We're going to be talking to Jordan Bailey. Jordan is a systems strategist and a marketing consultant. She is on a mission to help moms build sustainable and profitable businesses online. And her journey in marketing began as an account manager for enrollment marketing in 2019. During that time, she managed multi-million dollar enrollment campaigns for universities across the country and was promoted to a director of operations as one of the only executive team members. Then she, on the side, she was working as a freelance marketing strategist. And at the time of the pandemic, while five months pregnant with her fourth child, ladies, she scaled her service-based business to six figures and quit her corporate job so she could enjoy more time with her family. Since then, she's gone on to help over hundreds of women streamline their operations, execute their marketing strategies, and welcomed her fifth child while launching a sold-out training program for entrepreneurs this fall. Jordan truly believes that moms and women can have it all business, family, financial freedom, and she hosts a weekly co-working hour that welcomes dozens of moms each and every single week. And I will tell you the reason I have her on here today is because she is my go-to resource for systems and strategy. And when you hear about how she's a system strategist, what she does for businesses, we're going to go super tactical with her so we can really apply incredible systems in your business, in your teams today. And I'm so pumped to welcome a dear friend to the show, Jordan Bailey. Jordan, welcome to CEO School. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Hearing that bio, it kind of reminds me of the fact that I first started really this whole journey with you behind the scenes and how much you and I have both packed into the last year and a half of business. And I also want to just congratulate you on everything and all of your success. Thank you. And yes, Jordan literally actually helped me launch this podcast. So going back to 2020, when this was just an idea in my head, I needed somebody to set up, you know, I'm all about the systems. I a hundred percent believe that you can have the greatest idea in the world. You can have the greatest teams in the world. You can have the greatest product. You can have the, like the right market fit pricing, all of the things. But if you don't have systems to scale it, it's never, you're going to be working for your business and the business isn't going to be working for you or your clients. And so systems are 
so critical in every business and having systems that actually scale with you. And when I wanted to launch the podcast, my life is absolutely crazy busy. You know, I'm running a unicorn tech company. You know, I'm running 250 employees here at Stacks. We've got so much happening. CEO school was taking off. I'm mentoring. I'm showing up online. I've got a big social brand. It's a lot of work. I've got two kids. I don't have five like Jordan, and we're definitely going to get into that. But when the idea was planted that I was like, I want to go deeper on some of these topics, I was afraid. And what I was afraid of was the time commitment that I would take to really, I want to do things with quality and with purpose. I don't want to just do things for the sake of doing them. And when I wanted to launch the show, the first person I reached out to was Jordan, because I was like, I don't even want to find my editor for the show. Who's Caitlin Howard, who is literally the best. One of my favorite people. Yes. She's our best human. And we're going to have her on the show here shortly too. But I knew I wanted a system strategist and people are like, why would you go hire that first? I'm like, cause I need this to scale efficiently and with the proper process. And I found Jordan Bailey on Instagram is how we met. And it was just incredible. And she actually set up the entire CEO school podcast system from start to finish, launched it. We set up launch campaigns. We set up actual systems to scale it and look at us now, now 150 episodes in we're in season four of the show and it's a top 100 podcast. And one, we couldn't have done it without all of you amazing listeners, but we all have Jordan Bailey to thank for the show to be here. Thank you, Jordan. Of course. And hearing you talk about systems like that is like my love language because in business systems, it's not the sexiest thing that's out there. But for me, especially for other moms, like you shared, it's what helps us grow. It's what helps us, you know, behind the scenes It is one of the best ROI when you're thinking about the tools and what you want to do with your brand. It starts with systems. So yeah, I could go on all day because it truly, I want you to, so this is what this 30 minute episode is going to be about. We're going to go into systems and what systems you help like what are the most critical systems that an entrepreneur or a team leader should have in their on their teams or for their business and so i definitely want to deep dive before we deep dive into that jordan i'd love to hear a little bit about how you became a systems strategist so way back in the day i actually have my masters in higher education so i was working on college campuses as a title IX coordinator and with student conduct and one of the first things i was assigned was implementing a crm for our community for our college, which was going to track all these cases. And at the time I was so in love with the relationship aspect and the education aspect of working with students, but it wasn't until someone said, here's the system, figure out how it works, make it work in a few months, and then you're going to take over it. And I found my joy, something I never would have expected to come. And so when we found out that we were pregnant, actually with our third, I decided to leave higher ed. It was a little bit stressful in title nine, as you can imagine. And I wound up as an account manager for an enrollment marketing firm. So think of all the emails and the, and the pamphlets that you receive from colleges or high school students receive. That was us behind the scenes. And we started off as a team of four in this little tiny closet. And by the end of the time that I was there, we grew to a team of over 20 folks. We had about 50 to 80 different colleges and we were scaling really quickly. So I had moved up in the ranks as one of the only females but that's also when COVID hit. And so for me, I was leaving at 5.30 in the morning. I wasn't getting home till my children were asleep. And 
COVID has, it's such a time for so many people because so many folks saw so many different results or had different impact as a result. For me, it allowed me to be home with my kids and reevaluate my priorities. It allowed me to really figure out what it is that I want to be doing in a way that works for my life. And I feel like for so many moms, we just hear the story of how you're either a stay-at-home mom who's providing for their kids or you go to work and you don't get time with your kids. And I, I refuse that. I did not want this. You ha- can have one or the other. I wanted to have it all. I know that this is something that we both share is this, that we can have it all. You just have to figure out what that looks like for you. And so it started with an Instagram story that I saw with Chelsea Winstead, who worked with us as well. And she was looking for support. And I just sent a DM and I said, I would really love to just try this. And she gave me the chance and I quit my job the next day. Now, granted, I say that because it was not the best corporate experience, but I know that there, everyone has a different experience when it comes to corporate. This was my, my mouth out. just dropped on zoom, by the way. I'm I like, know. Oh my God, you quit your job the next day. That was my that's, boss's reaction as well. That's but it was, um, girl, I it was, that. it was a culture that was not as supportive as women as I would have loved to be a part of. And it was something that I'd struggled with. So when Chelsea gave me this opportunity, I went downstairs to talk to my husband over a slice of pizza crying, saying, I think this is it. I think this is what I've been waiting for, but I'm terrified because I've been the primary provider for our family. And he just looked at me and said, go for it. And I jumped on a call with her. She offered me the job. I got to pause. I got to pause because I am thinking about this moment. It brings me back to my moment. And I'm sure many entrepreneurs that are listening can kind of go back to that moment where you had to literally risk it all, which is amazing that your partner was on board. You were the primary breadwinner. So when I quit my job, I was 26 years old. I had no money in my bank account. I was like, I'm going to go start a payments company. I'm going to go find Mr. Visa. Very big, very ballsy, very bold, but I had nobody to take care of besides myself, like a very different risk and taking a bet on myself. But at the same time, it was just me and my fiance at the time. Right. So, right. I didn't have the pressure of being a mom. And now my entire life has changed for my two girls. Like there is mm-hmm. nothing that I'm going to risk for their safety. Like hundred percent. They're my number one priority over any single thing that I do. You have three children that you're like, I'm the primary breadwinner. I feel this in my gut that it's calling me and I want to do this. That's a hard decision to make. And you as a family, like made that decision. And I think that's so absolutely beautiful. Like that's so absolutely beautiful for on so many levels. I feel I have goosebumps because one, you're risking your livelihoods on something that could fail. And then also you're the primary caretaker financially for your family. That's a big job in and of itself. And then to have the support of your spouse, which a lot of people don't sometimes have, Mm -hmm. and they don't have that that reaction might not be from their partners or from even, you know, from their friends and their peers to be like, yeah, go for it. I think it's just so amazing. And I love that you finally, I want to say that you leaned in. I think that our gut is one of the most important minds that we have. I always talk about, we have three minds. We have our actual mind, like our front of our, our brain. And then we have our heart and our heart is also a big part of decision-making, but the gut sometimes gets ignored. I feel like we make a lot of decisions because we're like feeling something or our heart feels it. And then, or we make decisions based on the mind, but you have to use all three. You have to use your mind, your heart, and your gut. And this is a perfect example of where you leaned in to your gut. And I just want to take my hat off to you and say, that is absolutely beautiful. 
and so fucking inspiring. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And so much of this is because of my husband and over on Instagram, everyone knows him as big daddy because (laughs) he is stay at home. Dad. I love the crap out of this man. I could not do what I do without him. And so that is such an important piece. And I give him credit every single day on Instagram, whatever he's doing with the kids or for me, because I'm not a solopreneur. I have him. I don't have a team, but I have him and he is my team member. He's the person I bounce ideas off of. Even he has no clue what I'm talking about. He's like, sounds great. What are you thinking? Follow your gut. And when we're leaning in, because this is the other factor at the time we were on Medicaid. So even though we were working full-time jobs, he had a business at the time we were breaking even. And I feel like so many, especially moms understand this feeling of we're working our asses off. We are constantly showing up at work. I'm gone for 12 hours. How are we just breaking even each month? What else can I add? And I think so many people get bought into these programs of selling different products because they want to add more. And I don't shame them because as a mom, you do what you have to do to put food on the table. You do what you have to do to provide for your family. But when an opportunity comes to improve your life, to improve what you can provide for your children, you go for it. It's so it was less scary of what I was leaving and more scary of, I'm really hoping this pans out the way I want it to, because I see the opportunity. I can see how this could change the lives of my children. I'm literally pregnant. I have to be thinking about this baby and you just go for it. And thankfully, and it's so much of this is because of community. And this is why I'm so passionate about creating opportunities for women, regardless of where they are in their entrepreneur journey, whether they're just starting or if they're ready to hit, you know, this seven figure mark, because we all need someone who sees us and believes in us and gives us opportunities and gives us, whether that's education or paid opportunities, whatever it is, we have to be willing to support each other and see our clients, see our competitors, our peers as the people they are behind the Instagram feed, because That is what is at the core of all of our businesses. And this is what lights me up so much is that I refuse to be a gatekeeper of information that could transform another, I'm going to cry, that could transform another mom's life. Because if Chelsea had not given me that opportunity, if you had not given me the opportunity, if you hadn't seen something, I wouldn't be where I am right now. My kids wouldn't be where they are and our life would be so different. And so when I hear these stories of, you know, women who have made success. It's like, I want to hear about the woman who saw something in you and gave you the opportunity to pursue that light. And I want to hear about what you saw, like not just what you were leaving behind, but what was that hope that you were chasing? And that keeps you up till 3am and you're bouncing multiple jobs. Like what is that thing that lights you up? And it's usually because it's our kids or we see something so good. We refuse to settle for less. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I feel like, so I feel so emotional right now, Jordan. I'm like, I'm out of words. Like this is, it's so beautiful. I'm so proud of you. Is like what I first, like my heart wants to say to you. I'm so proud of you. I love how you're giving back. And when you talk about opportunity, I agree. I think that, you know, as women in, I think we're in a really unique time as well for women where women are actually helping each other. And that didn't exist before it was all about competition. It was not about collaboration. And now it's really becoming about collaboration with this amazing women's movement that we are in. There's so much work to do, but I'm so hopeful of our future and the, the community that we're around and it's not everywhere. And so I would first say to 
like you are the company you keep 100%. And so anytime you have an opportunity to get into better company, I'm not saying you leave behind your company, but evaluate where you are. Like if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You want to be stepping into rooms that really scare you, that really challenge you. Growth happens when you're uncomfortable, not when you're comfortable. And I think for women, one of the things that really has held us back is we're not given those opportunities. We look at less than 30% of women are in the C-suite at major corporations, right? Like less than half of that, if not even half half of that are in our CEOs, right? And then when you look at entrepreneurship, I think entrepreneurship is a way for a woman to take a bet on herself, right? If someone's not giving her that opportunity, it's a way to say, I'm going to take a bet on me. But here are some of the statistics, like 50% of businesses are founded by women, like if not more today now. So we have equality when it comes to starting our businesses, but less than 2%, and this is part of this entire mission that I'm on, less than 2% of female founders ever break a million in revenue. So although we have the opportunity in entrepreneurship, we're still not scaling as fast as our male counterparts. And I think when you talked about is it's opportunity, we still need to, it's community. And whether that be to say, I'm going to give you opportunity or whether it's paid, whether it's liking, whether it's sharing, whether it's a referral, however it is, women supporting women can change the statistic. Like we are going to change this. I'm going to say that again. We are going to change the statistic and it's beautiful. And what you talked about is a hundred percent true. I I'm so on board with you. And, and for me, this is where systems come into play. So one of the top questions I always get from anyone that joins. So for example, I have an office hour that once a week, all these moms can join. We can sit together, get our stuff done or just ask questions. Right. So one of the top questions that always comes up is what systems do I need? I'm really not sure. I Google it. There's a thousand different opportunities. I don't know what to invest in. For me, it's going to come down to what is it that you don't want to be doing, or that's taking time away from your zone of joy. Right. So let's say that my number one priority is my client experience. I want to make sure from the moment someone finds out about me until they sign on to work with me until even after like 30, 60, 90 days later, there's still touch points there. I can't do that as a mom. I'm already trying to take care of five kids. I'm trying to make sure they're okay. I have friendships. I have other roles. So when it comes to my clients, I need something that's going to be automated that reminds me to do this because we all do it. Mom brain. We totally forget. We have the best of intentions and we have pretty sucky follow through. So automations is a way to not only save time, but also enhance what that relationship looks like. So for service providers, one of the top recommendations I have for folks is to invest in a CRM, a customer relationship management, something like Dubsado or HoneyBook or HubSpot something that is going to make it a very seamless process from the moment someone raises their hand and says, I want to work with you all the way until the project is finished. You've wrapped up your relationship. And at this point, you just want to send, you know, touch points on a birthday, or maybe your inquiry form asks about their children or their dogs. And then later on that year, you send them a little, their dog, a little, you know, treat basket that says, Hey, don't forget to cheer your human on today. There's so many ways you can get creative with this to make it a one of a kind experience, because what we all should be focused on 
yes, Legion is great. Getting exposure is great. But when you really take care of your people, when you make them feel really loved and personalized because they're inviting you into this baby that they've made, this business. So when they go through that and they feel like you are an extension of them, that you love their people as much as they do, they're going to talk about you because all of us, we all have friends. We all have fellow entrepreneurs. We all have Instagrams. We're always talking about someone. So make it be your name because they can't stop. So have this killer rave worthy experience for your existing buyers where they can't stop talking about, you don't need to get influencers to talk about. You don't need to have paid spots and PR, you know, releases. You need to have people who can't stop talking about you so that when they come in, they're referring their friends. And, you know, we're always talking about this funnel, this idea of this funnel, and it's more of the idea of how do we keep bringing them back? How do they bring other people with them? That is how, when you're thinking about scaling, that is going to be one of the most important components, which is why I love CRMs and any systems that are going to support that client experience. I love that. That was gold right there. And I hundred percent agree with you on things. Sometimes we're so focused on the net new on lead gen. We forget about how much actual like referrals that we can get from current client or how they come back to us and how to actually create a lifetime customer versus a one-time customer exactly. and client experience is so critical. That's the reason I've been able to scale stack. So we have 30,000 customers now, but it's because we cared. We're a human business, like run by real humans, not robots at Stripe or, or square, right? Like there's a real human component here. And we know about each of our businesses and what they need. And I love that you talked about that's the customer first mentality, right? It's the customer first. And one of the things that I was going to ask you, which is perfect is like, what are the most important systems that you feel like? So I love that you said, get a CRM system, and think about the things that you want to be in your zone of joy. I love this. I love zone of joy because I want to be in zone of joy all the time. And as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a leader in any organization, you have so much fucking shit to do all the time. Like you have a never ending list and that is part of it. Like that's going to be part of it, but how can you actually use the word automate? What can you actually automate to put it into a cycle that can scale? And I want to make sure when you said zone of joy, we want to be spending as much time in the things that we love to do. Doesn't mean that we don't have to do the things that are also important in the business. Like I can't just be like recording podcasts all day, right? Like I still have to be in finance meetings and I still have to be running, you know, the business and other, the, the million other things and admin and payroll and so many things that we still have to do. But so I love that 80, 20 piece is like how I always look at it. If I can spend 80% of my time that actually are things on needle movers, strategic things, in creative spaces and in my zones of joy, as you called it, that's a success. I'm still gonna have to do 20% of the work, but how can I better automate to give me back time? That's the number one resource we have as humans, as mothers, and as entrepreneurs. My recommendation for everyone who is thinking about how to automate or what needs to simplify the back end of their business is to literally list everything out that you do, that you need to do in a given day, week, month, quarter, however that breaks down for you and your business, because this is going to be very business specific. And anyone who tells you that it's not, is just lying to you and trying to sell you something. So when you're thinking about automations, mark down, what do I actually have to show up for? What is it that no one else can do for me? Usually this is going to be anything that your face is required. So showing up on a podcast interview, showing up for some marketing information, working with clients one-on-one, these are things we have to do. Then you have a list and you can kind of highlight these out of what are some of these things that a system or another resource, such as 
a person to invest in can take off of my plate. So for example, when we're thinking about, let's talk about like this viral age that we're in where everyone wants to go viral with reels and TikToks and all these things. This is great. But what happens in the back end when something finally does go viral, you hit that algorithm sweet spot and you have all these viewers, where are we capturing that information? How are you converting them into the next thing? Because I can guarantee you, you don't want to be going through everyone who liked your video or started following you and manually engage. So let's go ahead and put up some sort of freebie, some sort of opportunity for them to grow and be invited into your community so that we can now start to focus our relationships on those people. So when we're thinking about automations, that could look like having a form that's set up on a email marketing platform like Flowdesk or Kurtra. We get their names, we get their information. In the back end, it's going to automate which sequence or what email they're going to be thrown into based off what they're interested in. So the system and the funnels that we set up can help us to identify our leads and then move them to where they need to be. I don't need to go through my reels and ask people like, Hey, are you interested in my services? No, let's get them in the door. Let's have them take the action. Everything happens in the back end. If you're looking to sell digital products or diversify your streams of income, you can do that. But let's say it's a service provider, someone who's just offering one-on-one services. Great. Let's get them to your website. Let's get some traffic. Let's get their information for anyone who is interested in booking with you, such as through an inquiry form. And let's start directing them there. So when it comes to automations, it really is going to be, what do you not want to do? And what is not actually possible based off the time that you have? Those little red circles that you make, that is what I would look for in a system and look for like categories. Is it client experience that you consistently don't need to be doing or focusing on? Is it email? Is it, you know, maybe it's your scheduling, whatever it looks like. It is going to be different for each business, especially for like e-commerce businesses, mark those out, identify those, and then invest in the right systems that will best support those. I love that. And it's so true. Like it's literally all you said is like, write every single thing down that you do. I call that a time audit is just like every quarter. I actually do a time audit every quarter inside of the club as well, which I'm so excited to talk about because you were just in every quarter inside the club. When we do our planning, we do a time audit and we do a planning session for the next quarter. And it's really like, where did I spend my time? Where do I want to spend my time? And what can I either do delegate or delete? And doing is that those are the tasks that you said you have to show up for. Like I can't outsource, I can outsource everything back end on the podcast and has automations and all the things, but I still have to physically show up to record a show, right? So I cannot delegate this portion. And so I have to do that. But what I can delegate is the editing of the podcast and what I can delegate and I call systems as part of delegation. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to have a human to do it. You can have a system that auto uploads, whatever it needs to auto upload and sends the, you know, here's where you put in your bio and your headshot and it's a scalable system. So that's what you delegate. And then you delete things that just make a ton of noise. So after you do your time audit, I love looking at my delete list because you're probably doing shit that you don't need to do. That's not actually moving the, your, the needle of your business. So tell me a little bit more about that. Like, you know, tell us a little bit about how even for like product, this applies everywhere. This applies to our lives. This is not apply to business. This applies to like your home. Like as a mom, there's stuff we need to do, delegate, delete, right? So what are your thoughts on the deleting bucket? So I want to go there and then I want to, uh, there's so much to learn from you. So we're going to definitely have to do a follow-up. And I love that you actually came. So Jordan actually came inside the club for our workshop this month and did an entire soup to nuts on systems. What systems are the best? 
how she utilizes them. It's really tactical. And these are the things that we do inside of the club is bring incredible people like Jordan. And so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom in that. I think the women are going nuts. And if you guys want to join the club, all of this previous content is always there for you. So I'll be linking that in the show notes. Okay. So Jordan, what do you think about deleting? And let's talk about that. My personal philosophy is get that shit off your list because oftentimes what is there are things that we feel like we're, we've committed to that we no longer actually want to do, or it's not serving us well, but for some reason there is either a person connected to those. And we're afraid of what that's what the impact of deleting is, how that's going to impact their life. Or we feel like, especially as we start to scale, a lot of those delete items are things that helped us get started. So they're no longer serving us, but if it comes to relationships and I'm thinking of like the common delete ones might be your, you know, let's say it's scheduling that you have to do scheduling. You can 100% have a system in the back end that gets people booked, that ask all the information that sends that to you. And then you can show up the day of schedule five minutes and say, okay, I'm going to review all this information and then dive in. You don't have to sit with someone for an hour long sales call to get caught up. Or, you know, one of the things that I do is with my consulting calls, I get all that information up front and review it so that when we can dive into the call, it's hyper-focused on them. It is not a, tell me your story, bring me up to speed. We've already done all that so we can get to the actual meaningful shit in the business. So if it has to do with relationships, now I'm an Enneagram eight. So I'm just like, let's get it done. But for anyone who struggles with letting go of certain tasks, especially if you are a little bit of a control freak, this is for my Enneagram threes. Like it's okay. We don't want to get stuck and keep ourselves stuck as the bottleneck in our business, especially if we have teams, because we're afraid to lose that control. You have found someone because you saw that they had the skills or the opportunity to learn, give them the opportunity to do that. If it doesn't work out, it is not going to be the end of the world. There's nothing that's going to happen. That is truly the end of the world. When it comes to the back end of our businesses, there's going to be stressful situations, but if you spend the time to train people really well, you communicate your expectations very clearly and you document processes as you build them, which is the number one thing people forget to do because we're so busy. When you document those processes, then when you bring people on, it's like, great, here you go. So that's what I do now. I don't have a team. I don't have a plan on becoming an agency, but for the teams that I do work on in terms of the operation side, as I do things, I document every step-by-step I have videos, I have everything. So then when we finally hire someone on to take that role over for me, I can say, great, here you go. Here's everything you need. Let's schedule time to make sure you understand it. I will walk through it. Because so often I think people hire people for the goal of saving time, but it actually takes more time to lead a team when you, when you're doing it correctly, your time is just going to look different. So instead of doing the task yourself, you are spending time investing in those people, supporting those people. And I know that you are all about this company culture of focusing and loving on your people so hard. You have to do that as a leader. I think that is probably the number one thing people miss in this journey of entrepreneurship and they want to have these large teams. You have to know your shit when it comes to leading a team and you have to be okay with learning as you grow, but don't hire people. Don't buy systems because you want to hand off your business. You are going to be more in your business than you ever have. You just don't accomplish those things yourself. You are allowing someone else to serve you. I think that is just the most beautiful advice. And I a hundred percent agree with you. And I see entrepreneurs fail all the time when they're like, well, why don't you just, 
they hire and they're like, oh, this person isn't successful or they're not good enough. Or I I keep having to hire people. And it's like, no, you didn't do your job as a leader. Like you didn't do. And if there's a, I think that people are at all levels, like you're hiring for competency, right? That's that's like the clean sheets when you hire, but you have to ensure it's about us also doing our job as leaders to have the right trainings, to have the right support, to have things documented, to actually sit down to train and to actually continue to touch base, to see what's working, what's not working. And how do we continue to improve versus what you said is that is exactly when it fails you hand off and you're like, go run this for me. And then you don't check in. Right. So I couldn't agree with you more. And it's so important to continually visit processes as well. And I know you agree with me here because what got you to, you know, to five figures is not what's going to get you to six figures is not what's going to get you to seven. It's not what's going to get you to eight. And we've had to adjust and break processes at every single level of my businesses. And so just a quick reminder on that, Jordan, Amazing. Okay. So I want to end this show with a fun, quick fire because we, we need to get to know you and I'm excited to actually hear your answers. I'm going to do a fun rapid fire and I'd love for you to afterwards share how we can work with you, how we can follow you, how we can learn from you. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. First question, coffee or tea? Coffee, coffee. (laughs) I know you're all about coffee. Iced or hot? Iced most of the time, hot if I'm tired. Okay. Okay. Favorite pizza topping? Black olives. What? Yes. I have a scar on my finger because I have such an obsession with black olives that I got cut by the can one time. More story, but I'm addicted to them. Okay. I love it. Journal or meditate? Neither. I support both. Okay. I just don't have the time to do it, but it sounds great. And I know people love it. (laughs) I love it. I love the honesty. Dog or cat? Dogs. You have dogs with five. I have children. a, yep. I actually have a dog right here next to me, but uh, yeah, I'm not a cat person. Okay. I cannot believe you also have dogs and five kids and you're an entrepreneur. Like I, I, I'm still mind blown right now. Okay. High tech or low tech? Low tech. Oh, as a system strategist. First of all, I'm not even a techie person. So if something breaks, I call my husband, but I am like a journal and pen type of girl to write down my notes, to get myself organized. The only thing I use my phone is for Instagram. I mean, I'm just not. I love person over here. Amazing. Okay. Work hard or play hard? Play hard. Ooh. Red or white wine? Ooh, red. Okay. Favorite book or author or a podcast? Something uh, Harry Potter. I am a Harry <laughs> Potter fan. I always will be. I'm trying to convince my teenagers to read that there. I haven't been that successful yet. Amazing. Well, they've got a really great Harry Potter world here at Universal. It's like legit Harry Potter everything. Favorite female inspiration? My mom. Oh, I yeah. Love that. She is a single mom. She raised me. She taught me everything I know. She is the epitome of everything I want to be in more. And I, I'll never get there, but I'm trying. Oh, I love that. And do you have a word of the year or an affirmation that you use? Yes. Scale back. I love that. Good reminder. Such a good reminder for all of us. Jordan, this has been so fantastic. Thank you so much for literally doing this incredible workshop, for being on the show today, for setting up CEO School, the podcast. We have so much work continually that we're doing with you. And I'm just so honored to have you today. How can the women, we're all about women supporting women. How can we follow you, learn from you, buy from you, share you all the things? Yeah. So come follow me over on Instagram. That's where I have all the fun is over in stories. 
Everyone is invited to join our office hours. That is every Monday at noon. And I'm getting ready to drop my own podcast, The Carpool CEO. And these are episodes coming to you live from the minivan as I go on target pickup runs in between nap times and just trying to fit in podcasts in between a busy schedule. I think that is so cool. I love that. I love that. It's so perfect. It's so crazy fun with your crazy life. And I cannot wait to listen. Jordan, we're all going to be following you. I'll be linking all of that, including your office hours in the show notes. We cannot wait to see you shine as you always do. Thank you so much for such an inspiring, inspiring episode today. I'm so grateful. Well, thank you. I'm so grateful too. Thank you for having me on. And I'm so excited for you and everything coming your way. I'm so pumped. Well, thank you ladies for joining us today. We'll see you next week at CEO school. Hey there. If you enjoy this week's episode themes and want to go deeper into concepts on mindset, money, and marketing, download our freebie with the five secrets that helped me scale multiple companies to seven figures and beyond. These are the exact skills that will help you get you to your next level. Find it on CEO schools bio on Instagram at CEO school. If you love today's episode, leave us a review. This is how we grow and reach more incredible entrepreneurs like you. Tell us what you loved about the episode and you'll be entered to win one ticket to our Women in Business Conference this September in Orlando. I can't wait to see you.